welcome to the Defender Podcast, a resource to help mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm your host, Herbie Newell. Hi there, everybody. Welcome to the Defender Podcast. This is Rick Morton, and I'm coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama. Today is November the 9th, 2022. And we've got a great story to share with you today on today's podcast. Um, so today we're going to be talking about the story and, and sharing with you in their own words, uh, the story of Marky and Daniel Baird, uh, as they have adopted Jocelyn from Ukraine during the war in Ukraine. We've mentioned uh, on this podcast a little bit about the Baird story before. Um, we have talked about it in media and other places, but today uh, we have an opportunity to be able to hear from the Bairds themselves as they tell their story about all that God did to uh, bring about their adoption, to bring Jocelyn home, to, to do some pretty incredible things in their family, and, and just to affirm their journey toward adoption over and over and over in uh, in just really supernatural sorts of ways. Um, and so uh, before we get there, we want to uh, acknowledge National Adoption Month. And, and so November is National Adoption Month. The truth is that every day orphan numbers continue to rise, but the pandemic has slowed the number of families that are willing to enter the adoption process. In honor of National Adoption Month, we're excited to offer financial scholarships through the Hope Adoption Fund for qualified families Families who apply for a full international program in November are eligible uh, to receive a Hope Adoption Fund scholarship of $1,000. If you want to know more about international adoption, and certainly if you want to know more about this scholarship program, you can find information in the show notes, or you can visit um, cp.lifelinechild.org backslash international to apply. if you want more information as well, we'd love to be able to talk to you. You can email us at info at lifelinechild.org or you can place a call to 205-967-0811. Um, so that's info at lifelinechild.org or to call us at 205-967-0811. Um, we'd love to talk to you. We'd love to dialogue with you about uh, what it is that God may be doing to call your family toward international adoption and how Lifeline uh, might be able to be part of that. Well, today we're going to talk about a pretty uh, extraordinary international adoption story. Uh, Daniel and Marky Baird uh, entered into the adoption process in Ukraine prior to uh, the war breaking out, and they had the intention of adopting Jocelyn, a little girl with with some pretty profound special needs uh, from an orphanage in central Ukraine. On the very day that the Bairds were to have their their virtual court hearing um, to be um, named as, as Jocelyn's parents, the war actually broke out that day. Uh, that's only one small part of the story, but we were privileged uh, a few weeks ago to have them here in Birmingham as a part of our Change One Life dinner, uh, and they shared their story, a whole lot more of it, and we wanted to share that with you now. And so um, without any further delay, we want to, to go to um, the Sheraton Hotel, Birmingham, Alabama, a couple of weeks ago as uh, as the Bairds um, shared with, with us about all that God did in order to help them as a family to bring Jocelyn home. Okay, so our adoption story is, as you heard, in many ways similar to other adoption stories. 
meaning when you embark on the international adoption process, you learn very, very quickly to expect the unexpected. And in more ways than one, we really feel that this is a mercy from the Lord. It's to teach you from the very beginning, we are not in control. Adoption is his story, and he alone brings it to completion. Our journey begins in February of 2020. And it's strange now to remember a time without living in the midst of a pandemic, social unrest, and a political and global crisis. But at this time, we were working in a residential counseling center as house parents to assist six teenage girls living in our home to walk beside their families through crisis and restoration in their family units. We also have two biological daughters who at the time were 22 months and four months old. And to put it simply, we were not looking to complicate our life any further. However, like your average millennial, one evening after a particularly stressful day, I was scrolling Instagram. Um, and I, didn't want, I was decompressing, didn't want to have to think, and certainly didn't want to process any feelings. But we are here to tell you, God can use social media to get your attention. <laughs> that night in my feed was a picture of a little girl who at the time was eight, and in the caption it shared some of her story and that she was available for international adoption. When I saw her picture, I knew in my heart that she was part of our family and the whole world stopped. And on top of that, the alias name that she was listed under was a name that we had picked out if we were going to have a third child, third daughter in the future. I showed the Daniel, Daniel the post and he agreed that she looked like she belonged in our family and that she was ridiculously cute. However, Daniel also knows that I am quite the dreamer and so I think he was hoping that this would be a flash in the pan idea and that I would move on to something a little less complicated. <laughs> However, as the months went by, I felt restless and that we were being disobedient by just not seeking information about what adoption would look like. While Marky had been wrestling with wanting to adopt, I was too nervous to think about it because I knew it could mean leaving our jobs, our living situation, our community of friends, and our church. It was only after many counseling sessions and conversations with spiritual mentors that I concluded if we were really being called to adopt, then God would have to show us the way and provide. And ultimately, he did. But it was unexpected that this would turn out to, be, to become more than about an adoption. I quickly came to realize that this was about whether I was willing to put trust and our faith, my faith, in him, even if that meant changing my life and affect uh, the life of our family and those around me. In doing so, I began walking out my commitment to Marky that one day I would lead our family and put my faith into God's plan for our lives. So we were going to put our yes on the table and let God be fully in charge of whether there would be an adoption or not. And at every opportunity, we made it our prerogative to put it back on him and guide and lead us. I would say that we became very good at waiting on the Lord before moving forward and not taking the decision-making process out of his hands. We decided that it would be okay to apply and if we didn't qualify or if we couldn't go through with a home study because of the unique work-life situation that we had, or if we couldn't raise enough money, 
or if one of the other million reasons that we could easily think of about how this adoption would not move forward, that we would just continue to walk with Christ leading our way for as long as he had us in this process. But what we would quickly come to discover was that nothing seemed to be stopping or even slowing down our adoption process. In fact, it would only be going much, much faster than we had anticipated. And every door that we thought for sure would close just keep staying open. So there were several times throughout our adoption journey that we felt like the door to our adoption was closing or that we were facing was what would be the most difficult thing we would experience. First, we were asked to leave our job as house parents in order to pursue the adoption. And this is due to the emotional nature of our job and the immense amount of emotional work that goes into adoption. The reality of what we had signed up for was here. Do we adopt or do we leave a job that we loved? While the timing of this left us feeling blindsided, we also saw the Lord's hand in this as well. Looking back, we had been praying for clear direction and we had committed to walking open-handed into what the Lord wanted us to do with our lives. We sought advice from our counselor, prayed, we reminded ourselves of the truth of God's character, and we reflected at the decision at hand. Our decision was clear. We were being called to follow the Lord into adoption. Even when it was scary, we decided we'd be all in with Jesus and he would direct our steps. He built our faith in that time, which we didn't know then was how much we would need it. When we thought that leaving a job that we loved and a deeply rooted community and moving across the state would be the hardest thing that we would face in this journey, we were then met with an unprovoked war in our child's country. In the hours before we were scheduled for a virtual court hearing, Russia invaded Ukraine. Our judge was committed to finalizing the adoption and said that court would still happen. But just before court was scheduled to begin, the air raids uh, sounded and they literally had to seek cover in a bomb shelter. Court was quickly canceled with no plans of rescheduling and we were pretty devastated at what was happening. So the next several months were a haze of unknowns, attempts for us to try to do things on our own and then re-surrendering our plans for God's. And this was also an exponential period of growth in our faith and trust in God. God used this time to draw us into deeper dependence on him to provide everything, hope, strength, joy, and also a way to get our daughter home. One way the Lord drew us closer to him was through our relationships here at Lifeline. Throughout each of the challenges we had faced in our journey, our team was there to just let us cry, help us process all the changes we had been experiencing, and encourage us to keep seeking God. During the months between our original court date in February and what would be our final court date in May, Lifeline was in constant communication with us. Late night phone calls, weekend check-ins, reaching out to pray for us and inviting us to recall scripture were just some of the ways that we were deeply supported by this ministry. The way so many here selflessly gave of themselves to help hold us at our weakest, close to the foot of the cross, is such a profound example of how deeply gospel-centered and driven this organization is. 
After court at the beginning of May, it was finally time to work on bringing our daughter home. Through the Lord's provision, we had previously connected to an NGO that had people in Ukraine who were used to navigating roads in poor conditions, checkpoints, and whom were medically trained. Since the city where our daughter Jocelyn was living was extremely close to the front lines, we felt having this team help transport her closer to the border where we could get her was the best option in getting her home. This was way outside the box of how things are normally done in Ukraine. So with Lifeline's help, we needed to provide the orphanage with specific documents in order for the orphanage director to legally be able to release our daughter to someone other than us. Getting the paperwork into the country was a daunting task. However, the Lord orchestrated all of the details in a beautiful way. Lifeline has wonderful partnerships all around the world and does great work caring for orphans through the unadopted ministry. One of those partnerships in, is in Romania. Their partner agreed to accept our paperwork and drive it into Ukraine as he was going back and forth bringing humanitarian aid. When our paperwork arrived, he was stuck in Ukraine with some issues regarding paperwork for his own vehicle. So as he was unable to pick up the paperwork himself, God knew this would happen and just so happened to send another Lifeline unadopted partner to Romania at the exact time needed. This person was able to pick up the documents, drive them to the Ukraine-Romania border, and also pick up the partner stuck in Ukraine. The paper was mailed to Kyiv to be translated and then mailed to Jocelyn City where yet another Lifeline team member was able to receive them and hand them off to the transportation team. This part of our story brings us such joy because it shows that it just wasn't any one person or organization that was able to pull this off. It took coordination from multiple agencies, four countries, and a lot of communication in between to do it. Only God could orchestrate it, and no one person gets a claim for the outcome. And this season clearly drew us nearer to the Lord, and the truths that were solidified in our hearts during this time would be the foundation for what actually might have been the most difficult thing we had experienced so far. Beyond war and moving and leaving our community, when we arrived home with Jocelyn in June, she was admitted to the hospital for what we thought would be simple observation and kind of establishing her outpatient care team. That turned into a five-week hospital stay that included medical transfer flights, surgeries, and multiple very scary seizures. There were many days of darkness, unknowns, and exhaustion Yet, there has also been so much beauty that came out of that season that we never could have imagined it. Drawing from the previous challenges, we were able to face this one a little differently. Instead of wondering if the Lord would provide, we found ourselves looking with great anticipation as to how he would provide. Our community, family, and friends have stepped in to pour out the Lord's mercies in very tangible ways. And this kind of help and support is humbling for people who like to do the helping instead of receiving the help. However, we could actually not have made it this far on our own. The church is God's hands and feet, and we got to feel the weight of his love and provision through his people in more ways than we ever would have imagined. He has shown us his heart, faithfully, and, uh, faithfully provided and guided us every step of the way. 
These in our story tonight are just a few of the examples that we got to see God work in many tangible and extraordinary ways. This story is so much bigger than you're getting to hear tonight. He provided us housing and a job during a global pandemic and a raging housing market when we felt sure that there would be no way. God planted us in the middle of a church community that loves adoption and truly cares for their neighbor just as Jesus does. He brought our child home in the midst of a war. He provided the medical care and the financial resources that we didn't know how much she was gonna need right after she got home. He opened every door we'd approached. He clearly laid on our hearts a deep, young for this, a deep love for this young girl who bore his image in Ukraine. He gave us peace in our life when we needed it most and when we needed it to change drastically in order to pursue this child. He surrounded us with others who were stronger in their faith and committed to the gospel deeply and deeply in love with him to carry us when we were weak. God worked in our hearts and brought us more deeply into relationship with him than we've ever been before. He has redeemed wounds in, from our families of origin and spoke truths deep into our souls about who he is and who we are in him. He has shown us how intimately he loves us as his children, and he has abundantly and gracefully shown us that he is so much more than we imagine. His love is far beyond our comprehension, and he is so deeply good. He is close, he celebrates the highs, and he grieves the lows alongside us. His heart is that of a daddy, and adoption draws God's children to him everyone involved, the adoptee, the adoptive family, and the families of origin. There is a quote that we refer back to often, and it says, what is true in the light is true in the dark. We know that wherever this road leads, um, having Jocelyn home, who has significant special needs, we can walk with confidence in the fact that our good and faithful, gracious father is leading us, and he is with us. We are thankful for the gift of our relationship with him and hopeful to impart these truths to all of our children so they too may come to know for themselves just how beautiful our Lord is and how much joy there is in obeying him. This call to follow Jesus into adoption is so merciful and redemptive. It's been beautiful, painful, exhilarating, excruciating, fill in your, the blank for anything else, and it's a lot like God's love for us. Thank you to Lifeline and thank you for this opportunity to share God's story. If you enjoy making this podcast a part of your weekly routine, we'd love for you to take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review the Defender podcast to make it easier for more people to find. For more information on how you and your church can partner with Lifeline, visit us at lifelinechild.org. If you want to connect with me, please visit herbienewell.com. Follow us at Lifeline on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at lifelinechild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel through you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again next week for the Defender Podcast.